full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Salvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson. It's a good day to be a jazz fan. Jazz win game one in the Western Conference semifinals. Love to get your reactions to what happened last night, the comments afterwards. Uh, last night and today have been interesting, to say the least, among some people in the media and among well, some of the players and coaches as well. So we'll get to some of that. Love to get your thoughts on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, your, your takeaways, what did you see last night from the Utah Jazz? The good, the bad, the ugly. Um what does it indicate for this series? It's hard to say, you know, what one game can really fully encapsulate. But nonetheless, always love to get your feedback. Um, Jordan Love involved with a lot of the uh, practice sessions today for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, we'll hear from him. We'll hear from his coach. Because Aaron Rodgers isn't there, so Jordan Love's taking advantage of it. And uh, so far, so good. So we'll hear what uh, what's going on with Green Bay. Um, and then foreign substances. Ajay, uh, you know a lot about foreign substances. Or no, you know more about uh, baseball, I should say. I don't know what your knowledge is about foreign substances. I, I used them. It didn't work, though. <laughs> but apparently it's become a, a hot topic uh, lately and a really awkward answer to a very basic question about this. That's not good. So... Um, Pitching is really up. Hitting is really down. And it's had people wondering, what's going on? Um, because the ratings are, baseball is more exciting. People tune in when there are more runs scored. And uh, there are fewer runs being scored this year. And it's got some people worried. There may be a reason for that. So we'll get into that as well. So love to get your your thoughts, your comments on all those on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, just a quick reminder, our good friends at Guild Mortgage, great sponsors of the program. And if you're looking for a loan, um, Kara Nielsen and her team, uh, they've been serving Cash Valley for more than 20 years. So they know what they're doing. A lot of changes over the years, but they know what they're doing. Their team at Guild Mortgage, they have extensive experience. Wide-ranging knowledge of a lot of different mortgage products that are available and just really overwhelming dedication toward their customers. So go check out Guild Mortgage. You can just Google them to find out their contact information. Guild Mortgage Logan, and uh, they'll take care of you, whatever you're looking for. If it's uh, it, when it's a, kind of a loan for your house, refinance, your business, a lot of different things that they can take care of you. So... um Ajay, first let's start out with the Utah Jazz. Game one last night in Vivint Smart Home Arena. Great crowd. Full capacity. It sounded like, and I've heard many different people t say this, it sounded like a college basketball atmosphere. You don't hear that very often in the NBA. 
Yeah, I uh, I think you had told me one time, because you went to game six of the finals in 98, right? I did. And I heard that place was raucous. You could barely hear yourself think. You couldn't hear yourself talk to your person sitting next to you. It was that loud. And I'd always kind of, I, I, I've been jealous of you and, and others who have been able to go to games like that, because I've never been to a playoff game before. Well, that game, they not only was the sound system cranked up to like its max, yeah, but as part of the opening starting lineups, wasn't there like fireworks pumped, and stuff? There were fireworks going on, and then and that was loud. Not get everybody like screaming like mad dogs, and then they dropped balloons from the rafters. That's cool. And then everybody's like popping the balloons, <laughs> and I remember Phil Jackson's like. Oh no! He's like waving his finger, like pointing to his ears, like this can't be allowed. He's trying to like lecture the Delta Center. That wasn't going to go well for him, like, and that just amped everybody up even you, more. You know, it, it's interesting, Eric. I asked you yesterday how much of like an effect the home court advantage would have on the opponent, and it, and it really didn't, but it did have an effect on the home team in a positive way. I mean, you're down 13, you're not making anything, you're struggling to shoot the ball, you can't get any rhythm. And the fans, like, credit to the 19,000 or whatever it was in that side of that, Vimes Rome Arena, they stuck with the team. And also, I mean, even, like, little runs when they started to get going, it was like, hey, hey, we have a chance. And then it just it started to pick up. It started crescendo. And then all of a sudden, it's just it's loud again. I mean, I could barely hear. I actually I listened to a little bit of the national broadcast, and I just couldn't stand Greg Anthony. <laughs> Dude, he, he is, is so, so biased. He's so anti-Utah. Holy cow. It's so funny like, to listen to it. Like, Donovan gets clocked in the face. Boy, man, Donovan really sold that one. Are you serious, Greg? <laughs> I know. Like, I nearly tweeted something out and tagged Greg in the tweet because I was just so sick of it. So finally, I was like, well, the heck with this. And so I go to my OK Google and, and ask it to play 106onthefan.com, sync it up with my TV, and I watch it that way. David Locke killed it. Now, I mean, Ron Boone's making weird noises in the background for whatever reason, but otherwise... <laughs> David Locke was phenomenal, and I, I enjoyed the broadcast and syncing it up to the TV. That's that's the best way to go. Like, I can't do Greg Anthony anymore. Someone needs to – there's a lot of national people, especially today, who we, you and I need to go replace. We need to go uh, <laughs> replace some people right now and, and take away their jobs. It's well, it, so bad. It, it, it's funny. It's like, can we – I mean, the slander on the number one team in the NBA uh, – it's insane. It's unreal. Like, can we? Is it really that yeah, hard? You look at the this title. Is the number one. You team look in at the, the title of like. There's like two videos I looked at. One was uh, undisputed, and it was uh, Skip and Shannon react to the Clippers falling in Game One. Uh, someone else is like, so and so reacts to Paul George not being able to be productive in you know against the Utah Jazz. How about? Skip and Shannon reacting to Utah Jazz winning game one. So-and-so reacting to Utah Jazz great defense on Paul George. Why, like, why can't we give credit where credit is due? Speaking of which, one young man who didn't know what he was, you know, he was a little bit naive. He hadn't watched a lot of Rudy Gobert. Might have made a statement that wasn't correct. And from what I've been told, I had a very mean producer by the name of Cody Olson make something <laughs> without my permission. I have no idea what this is, but I got a feeling it has something to do with something I might have said. But you guys got to understand, you guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, 
we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton <laughs> were, we would have never picked those guys in video games. Never. You lessen Rudy Gobert's minutes because he could be a liability on the court. I'm still scared to death. Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris are gonna are gonna be able to do whatever they want with Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. I still don't think he's a good perimeter defender. Thanks. You're gonna stick Marcus Morris, this, this Morris guy, on on an island with Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. M Morris can get to the rim, and I don't know if Rudy Gobert is good enough at covering or recovering when a guy wants to get to the hoop. This is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? You just keep getting your mind right, and it overcomes everything, just like you're doing. Okay? Let's go. Do it on D, it'll happen on O. No. LA down by three. Ten seconds left. Leonard for George. Back for Leonard. Ball fake. Running out of time. Morris. One dribble. Blocked. If you didn't get chills listening to that, you need to go listen to For the People. <laughs> I'm serious. If you didn't get chills from that, like that, that was a diss track on me, and I, I got goosebumps. I, Cody, are you serious? I, that's great, dude. That's great work, intern Cody. Very solid work there. And I love that. Like the biggest topic yesterday was Rudy Gobert and his ability or inability, according to you, his inability to defend on the perimeter. And the play of the day <laughs> is Rudy Gobert defending on the perimeter. Okay, I am like going, you he in my defense, <laughs> he didn't really have to guard the perimeter. He just had to guard Marcus Morris. And if Marcus Morris is actually smart, he jumps into Rudy Gobert and takes the three free throws happily. Well, okay, so there's a lot that was going on in the la those last 10 seconds. We got to break that. We, we got to break too. that down. Before we do that, we got a lot of texts coming in on our Guild Mortgage ah, text yes, line. Great. Uh, this came through um, last night. Yeah, last night after the game. Cam okay. uh, from nine 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 five forty five took that game over. See if he can keep up the energy and leadership going into game two. I like that. That will be forty five half forty five forty five and forty five. Uh, nine three one five. Is this true or not? I heard that Quinn Snyder's wife went to Utah State. And how's it feel? They know Rudy Gobert stuffed the guy so we can win the game. I also don't know who could stuff who on the full court press. I could. Eric wouldn't score a bucket on me. Uh, he might get one. Maybe Pretty sure two. I could stuff AJ. Okay, you'd have to guard me on the perimeter. Right. That's okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I don't know about Quinn Snyder's wife. No. Uh, in fact, I, I heard he met her while he was at Missouri. There was some stuff going on, and that's how he met her. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know any more about that. Uh, nine four seven four. I think last night's game was an honest preview for what's going to happen for the rest of the series. Yeah, absolutely. I honestly have you talked with the gentleman's sweep in five games. Ooh. Yes, Utah. Uh, 
Leonard didn't play phenomenal. George didn't play phenomenal. But the rest of the Utah team besides Donovan Mitchell didn't play well either. Mm. And we're missing Mike. I think Utah is uh, this locked up now. Uh, no question. Like it. Okay. Uh, 5338. Blocking shots is Rudy Duty. Don't um, use that again, Eric. Like I know you want to, but don't, please. I like that. That's <laughs> all great. Of course you do. Uh, 1570. Also talking about slander, Shaq said that the Jazz should be worried that they played their best game and only won by three. Oh, jeez. Not sure what game Shaq was watching. <laughs> Amen. But the first half was one of the worst halves the Jazz have played this year. <laughs> what? Oh, jeez. That's horrible. That was not one of the yeah, best games. That's horrible. That that's was, a horrible take. So he was making that claim last night. Colin Coward earlier today. Yeah, I listened that's to that. That's a good loss for the Clippers because the Jazz played that's their the best. That's the best loss right there. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell had the they best playoff game of his life. Well, last year he had he dropped two fifty burgers. Oh my gosh! So that wasn't the best game of his playoff. Oh my heck! I'm telling. Like I said, Eric, we need to go take some people's jobs today. I think it's time that we step out. We let somebody else take over the full court press and we go help these people out in Los Angeles because they're having some serious issues. Uh, okay. Yeah. A couple of the texts coming through okay. uh, from 2776. Eric would do great nationally. I don't know about that, but I appreciate the sentiment. And what about uh, RJ? Would also, with the follow up, seems like Cody would do well nationally oh, as well. The hell with that. Yeah, look at that. Thumbs up for intern Cody. Like, Ajay would do well nationally too. You know, um, just putting it out there. Just I didn't say anything about Ajay. I just read what was said. Nine four six three. Nine four six three. Kawhi is something like thirteen of forty seven when Royce is a primary defender. Dude, in the last that is four nuts. Matchups or something. That Royce is nuts. Is so underrated. Uh, do you know what? I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Royce was phenomenal last night. He was great. Physical with Kawhi Leonard. There's only so much you can do. Um, And, I mean, with Kawhi, like, he's going to get his, Eric, right? He He's creative. He's a veteran. He's, he's a good scorer. But Royce held down the four as much as he possibly could and gave Kawhi all sorts of problems. I thought Royce, I that defense, Ingles, Royce, I know we're going to talk about Gobert, but Ingles and Royce, uh, I even thought Clarkson was all right, to be honest with you. Yeah. I I mean, the only guy we had issues with was Oni, and he couldn't stay out of foul trouble. I think he had like four fouls in six minutes. But, I mean, I, I just, yeah. Defensively, outside of Rudy Gobert, I know he is, of course, the defensive king. I thought Ingles, Royce, even Clarkson was really good. Donovan on both sides of the floor. I love what that audio said. Quinn told Donovan Mitchell. Uh, starting like, how do you say it? Like your defense is going to translate to your offense, paraphrasing. Right. And I just, I loved because Quinn knows that so well that if you play great defense, it's going to lead to great opportunities offensively. And he, he emphasized that to Donovan. I thought Donovan defensively stellar. That's right. And I think Donovan actually, after the game talked a little bit about now, everybody's like, Oh, you scored 45 points. You were so big in this, in the second half, but he was really upset about what he did defensively. And how he was getting his butt kicked. I love this audio. And I hope it's not believed. I mean, let's freaking, I mean, this is Donovan Mitchell raw. No, but I want you to make a statement here. Set the tone. You know what I'm saying? And we only gave him 25 points. Keep guarding. It's all how we start this quarter. 
They played game seven two days ago. It's all how we start this quarter. Shots fall, shots don't fall. Keep being the monster. This is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? You just keep getting your mind right, and it overcomes everything, just like you're doing. Okay? Let's go. So I think there's some audio in our June folder that we have with Donovan Mitchell in his post-game press conference. He's talking about just how, uh, like, he played like crap in the first half. He even says, I mean, dude, Eric, this guy scored 45 points and did dominance in the second half, clawing his team, literally clawing his team back into the into the game and into the lead. And he all he can talk about is, man, I got my butt kicked in the first half. This is unreal. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, he everybody struggled in that first half. The team went like they had a stretch where they missed twenty straight shots. They went, they got down by fourteen. They weren't, they were rusty. They, I don't know if it was the 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 moment or the days off. They just were nobody was was really doing anything very well. Um, but uh, I think it speaks volumes to the type of of player that Donovan Mitchell is, recognizing kind of what he did. Uh, and what he wasn't doing, and what he needed to do to kind of overcome that. Um, so I, I think that speaks a lot to the type of player he is and the leadership that he has for his team. And and you heard in some of those clips there just a second ago, if you watched the the national broadcast, he was mic'd up. The way he was talking to his teammates, getting them pumped up, making sure they know the and, and understand the moment, but also taking responsibility that really he didn't help his team very much, especially in that first half. Yeah, and this is him talking about just that. You know, I had a terrible turnover with 49 seconds left at half court, stupid pass, like stuff like that. Like for me, it's like, okay, how do I kind of manipulate the game? I, you know, I did it against Memphis and I got to be able to do it now, you know, and I did an okay job of it, you know, um, and I think that can be better. Um, and I think I'm going to probably see that matchup a lot more, you know, and just understanding that, you know, he's first team on defense for a reason. And I got to go out there and just have him extend my end game and not just necessarily attack to score, but attack to create. Yeah. And I, I think he did that a little bit more. I thought he got aggressive in the second half, which was really, really nice to see, to see Donovan. Hey, look, I can create here getting to the, and I know we criticized Donovan a lot for playing ISO ball, but last night when nobody could hit shots, it's like, all right, well then I need to go be that guy. I need to go be the scorer. This is why the jazz have me on the court. This is why the jazz have me starting right now. It's to be that score, and he was, and he did it in a lot of different ways, but I think a majority of it was getting to the rim, being very aggressive, uh, getting after, you know, Leonard, I mean, causing uh, chaos just in the paint. I, I think he uh, I think he was the catalyst of fouling Reggie Jackson out, I believe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was a menace just offensively with the ball in ISO possessions. Donovan Mitchell was absolutely phenomenal, and he also talked about, you know, no Mike Conley. And just what this team has to do without Mike Conley uh, being on the floor and, and how it's going to have to maybe even impact game two if Mike Conley uh, isn't available. You know, for me, just kind of come out there and send the tone, especially without Mike, you know, where you can kind of get off the ball, understanding that, you know, they got two guys who can really guard. So trying to make sure we continue to attack and stay on, stay up, keep them on our heels. That was really pretty much uh, my mindset. Yeah, and that's... I think going to be an issue going forward. Uh, we could tell that the Jazz, they, they missed Mike Connolly not oh, being so out much, there. Yeah. How just getting the pass off at the right time in the right place, uh, having somebody else who can make sure that they're quarterbacking with the, the offense. And he's a good defender too. Yeah. He's, he's very underrated on defense. And so they missed not having Mike Connolly. But 
all these people like Colin Coward fawning over the Clippers. That was a good loss. I don't get that. Look, the, the Jazz were without the, an all-star point guard. They missed 20 straight shots. They were down by 14 at one point of this game. I mean, how do you not close that out? A, a, a win is a win. And I can understand there's some bad wins and there's some questionable wins and some overrated wins. But look, a win is a win. And the Jazz, what they did, despite some of those obstacles, is still impressive. Now, how they closed it out, a little concerning. Sure. And the fact that um, you know Paul George didn't have a great game, Kawhi Leonard didn't have a great game. Sure, those are... Look, they still scored 20 and 23, respectively. Not a, That's not horrible. But the one of the bigger concerns for me is 42 versus 23. That's 42 points off the bench from the Clippers compared to 23 for the Jazz. How many That's minutes? That's a concern. Yeah, but here's the thing. How many minutes did those guys play off the bench? He played, Nyang played three, Favors played two. That's five minutes plus the 18's 23 minutes. Favors played 15. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong stat. Uh, 15, yeah, so he got 28 minutes plus that 28, so 56, 64 minutes from the bench, from the Jazz. And one, two, three guys played 20-plus minutes off the bench for the Clippers. So I think there's a, you know, it's just it's it's a deeper bench for the Clippers than it was for the Jazz. Maybe. Um, but you're right. I mean, the bench wasn't great. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was. Um, Jordan Clarkson came live in the fourth quarter. He had six threes. That's where all his field goals came from for 18 points. Yang wasn't good. He was one of four. Favors was one of one. Oni was a mess. You know, I asked you yesterday if Trent Forrest, you know, if how it would be if he was out in the court. Uh, I think Oni answered that question. It just wouldn't go well. Yeah, it's just right. too overwhelmed. Well, and it was interesting. There was a, a stretch in the second half there where. George Yang initiated the offense. Yeah. He was the one who brought the ball yeah. across half court. Dude, that scared me to death, too. And initiated the offense. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. This, is, this is actually happening. I don't, I, yeah, that scared me. But it was okay. I mean, they they ran the play, right? But but still, like, Derek Favors, 15 minutes of play, one field goal, but he had six rebounds. He had an assist. He had a steal. He had two blocks. Um, I, I thought his minutes were impactful. They were energetic, but he did have one, two fouls on one possession. And that was really <laughs> kind of scary for me. <laughs> like, oh no, Rudy is not going to get a break in this game. But despite that, I thought he played some solid minutes for the Jets. Hey, can I ask you about the refing? Like, I thought it was. I thought the Jazz got some calls they probably shouldn't have got. I think there were some calls there. Like, there's a couple calls that Donovan got that. Uh, where's the contact now? Grant on the other uh, side, there's a, I mean, there's a charge call that shouldn't have been called on a Rudy. Traveling they, call that didn't get called that should have. Yeah, there's an out of bounds where it was actually off uh, Morris instead of Gobert. I mean, there was a couple of things where it was like, holy cow! But it's it's kind of weird seeing the Jazz actually get calls against the Clippers. Okay, let's talk about calls for a second here. That challenge by Quinn Snyder relatively early in the game. Yeah, it about. <sighs> Which uh, they called an offensive foul on Rudy. They reviewed it. They challenged it. They reviewed it. Instead, they assigned it to Cousins. Yep. 
You got the foul in one. So he gets the, the bucket, then he goes and he makes the free throw. That's two really big things right there. That's three points for the Jazz that would have been taken away. And instead of having an additional foul on Rudy, that gets reversed back. He ends up with five fouls late in the game. The Jazz win by three. You're going to look back to that one coach's challenge and like, that but, makes a difference in the game. But here's the problem. Is that challenge that never had been used because that is the easiest block call you could make. He is still, I mean, incredibly easily you can see him sliding into Gobert. That should have never been called a charge. Never. And so instead of having that challenge call early, I mean, late, you have to use it early because a ref makes a poor decision on a call. That shouldn't happen ever. If you're an NBA playoff ref, you should be better than that. No, I, I agree with that. There were some questionable things that happened in the game, but I honestly, uh, I didn't think like the refs cost either team really either way. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, Reggie I Jackson it, fouled out. I, yeah, so, I mean, they, there were some weird calls. I'll, I'll admit that. Yes, I'm going to be honest. Uh, a couple more text messages coming through. We'll get to those. On the other side of this timeout, it's the Full Court Press here on 106.9 The Fan. Love to continue to get your your reactions to what happened last night in Utah as the Jazz took on uh, took on the Clippers in Game 1 of the Western Conference semifinals. Feel free to, to uh, text in to our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321, right here on the Full Court Press. Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services, and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com slash tech. Les Olson Company. He put on the download here. Is the Dan Patrick Show. I think that they should do weight division. Like boxing, heavyweight, light, heavy. If you had weight divisions, and let's say those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody probably in the world faster than DK Metcalf at that at that song. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. Appreciate you tuning in and joining us, whether it's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, streaming us on your desktop or whatever other device on 1069thefan.com, or if you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, being a part of the show. Got a lot of text messages coming through on the Guild Mortgage text line. 435-339-0321-2776. I said what I said. Okay. Okay. There he is, the bully. Eric would do great nationally. Seems like Cody would do well nationally as well. Okay. He creates one cool montage, and everybody wants to wet their pants. It was a cool montage. 
That's what I just said. He deserves a pat on the back. I did. Hey, by the way, I, I am excited to get Cody's thoughts on this whole the Jordan Love situation. Yes. Packer fan. Got to get the Packer Yeah, we, we got to get the Packer because Because my, my opinion doesn't matter because I'm an AFC guy. Your opinion doesn't matter because you're a Canadian Football League guy. So we got to get it from the actual guy who's a Packers fan who understands what the Packers fans are going through. No, I was an alliance of... Uh, <laughs> you were the Salt Lake Stallions fan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, this is from... Uh, 9474, those comments between Shaq and Charles Barkley last night were awesome. Made me love Chuck even more. Shaq says what he says, and Charles goes, I honestly disagree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah. Love Chuck. That's awesome. Yeah, it's usually how it goes, too. Like, Shaq says something really stupid, and Chuck either tells him, what the heck are you talking about? Or, I disagree with you. I just, matter of fact. Tone. So, last night they are talking about Dwayne Wade being on the sidelines, which I love talking to him. He's there, you know, embracing it and really excited. Give me the sauce. And then Charles like, how come you don't go to any Sacramento games, Shaq? Shaq's a part owner of the Kings. Actually, that's a good question. And uh, he just kind of looks there dumbfounded like, well, they suck. uh, There are reasons. And he doesn't explain. We're like, okay. (laughs) Why doesn't he go? Yeah, I mean, well. Why don't you impact a a team that you were an owner in? Hey, look, man. This is how you dribble the basketball and get to the hoop. I mean, they can't even have that. They (laughs) suck so bad. Yeah, dude. Well, it's Sacramento, remember? (laughs) It is Sacramento. (laughs) Uh, 1570, speaking of which, I loved Wade on the sideline coaching Mitchell. I do. And Mitchell actually going over to him every chance he got to get advice. That can make a big difference for keeping him cool and collected, knowing he has has uh, has him there in his corner. And I know there's some people out there in the world who don't have a brain and don't think before they speak and are like, well, this is bad. You know, Dwayne Wade is overcoaching here and is undermining Quinn Snyder, and he's not letting Quinn Snyder. Give me a freaking break, dude. Quinn Snyder loves it. Quinn Snyder actually texts Dwayne Wade and asks him questions. He picks his brain. He says, what can I do here? What have you learned in doing this? Dwayne Wade has is a Hall of Famer with an incredible career of experience in playing in tough environments against great defenses. Boston Celtics are one of those. And, Multiple and rings on his yeah, and well, Yeah, exactly. And an NBA Finals MVP. So how about we let Dwayne Wade, and if Quinn Snyder is okay, if he's not, then he's going to say, hey, can we pull Dwayne Wade a little bit back from the reins of allowing him to talk to my guy? But Quinn Snyder's not going to do that because he's learning too. And so, and, and you know what? And, and doing that might even harm the superstar. But, you know, he's like, hey, look, I've looked up Dwayne Wade or I've looked up to Dwayne Wade my whole life. And I want to learn from this guy. And I love it too. Like during a free throw, you know, Donovan Mitchell walks straight back. He doesn't even like hide it. And he looks over and he looks at, you know, Dwayne and Dwayne's, you know, talking to him and telling him some stuff. And Donovan's like, all right, sweet. Okay, I'm going back, you know, and yeah. That's great. I and I love Dwayne Wade's passion and energy to watch Utah Jazz basketball be successful. That that is what an owner does. That is exactly what an owner does. And nothing against Gail Miller. Nothing against her. Love her. I, I think she was great. She did a lot of great things for the franchise, especially after the loss of her husband. But Gail Miller just she didn't have I don't know if she had that passion that Larry H. Miller did for Utah Jazz basketball. Yeah. I, I, if I can be Larry honest, was, I, and I'm not trying to despise what she was. one of the biggest, was. most vocal cheerleaders She affected the franchise the in a wonderful way, but she didn't have the passion for Utah Jazz basketball on the court that Larry H. Miller did and Dwayne Wade does, that Ryan Smith does. Those guys are invested to this team on the court. 
And that kind of relationship and that with was Donovan Mitchell. With Greg Miller too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like this guy doesn't even care. He's no. He was there to collect a paycheck. Fancy cars. Yep. Absolutely. And then there was a and it was evident. Yeah. But Dwayne Wade wants these guys to be successful. He wants Donovan Mitchell to be successful. I love seeing that. I am all about it. Stick it in my veins. I guess somebody in Quinn Snyder's media availability today asked him, basically. Are you concerned that Dwayne Wade may be undermining what you're trying to coach on $2. one sideline and he's doing something Dude, else on another sideline? A bag of Sour Patch Kids tells me it was Curious George. <laughs> but Quinn's response, <laughs> I, I, we may have to pull it up and just read. Oh, read dude, it verbatim because it's it is so, so good. good. You, you've basically summed it up already, but it was so good. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it as well. 1570. I think it's so cool. I mean, I've always had respect for Dwayne Wade as a player. I think he's a great See, I person. Didn't. I hated the guy. I always admired how he played. Um, but to have him sitting there on a in the Utah Jazz sideline giving tips to the a jazz superstar. On like, the court, what, yeah. What did, world did am I living in? This he's, doesn't happen. He's giving him like kind of like a sign. He's kind of talking to him and kind of coaching him right there. And, Donald, and you see Donovan Mouth, okay, I got you. Well, you, you see what happened after that? Donovan got switches, and attacked Kennard every chance he could. <laughs> it's just awesome. And he just went off. Okay, a couple of the texts that have come through. Uh, 9463. I'm not sure if you guys would know the answers to this, but with how invested Quinn is in analytics, what do you think the process is of collecting that info, developing schemes to implement those, and then actually getting the players to do those things? I feel like that's an insane process. So, actually, it's funny you ask. Quinn is the king of that process. He eats like he is a. In fact, I remember I was sitting with, uh, um, I was talking with Ryan Oda one time, and uh, Ryan uh, said that he gets like paragraph text messages from Quinn Snyder about offensive like schemes and then analytic behind that offensive scheme and why it works. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and so, like, he is a very – like, he never sleeps. He's just this brainiac basketball guy who takes these analytics. He – and then he – by the way, the, the his assistants are incredibly – I mean incredibly intelligent. That, like, they'll be thinking of these things at uh, in the same pattern that Quinn is, or I mean, Coach Snyder is, and they'll say, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Like, the, the, the Zach guy who is now with – oh, where was he at? Dallas. Yeah, he was uh, he was behind the bench. He was like like the third assistant. He was incredible behind the bench. Uh, he had that same mindset, and and Quinn loved him. Quinn absolutely adored him for that. That he had that same analytic mindset and the deep defensive scheme and whatever, and using analytics behind that percentages and stuff uh, and stats. And he would take that and he would use it to like the brim. And so then he took that to Dallas actually. So, yeah, that is, yeah, definitely Quinn Snyder is a huge process of that. He's the king of doing that, and then he uses his, because he has his consistent or assistant coaches trained in that same mindset. The, just look at the team this year, what they're doing this year, compared to where they were a year ago. Yeah, all it, what makes evidence. today is a result of them examining how they played in the bubble and then ended in the playoffs and realizing we've got some good shooters. Let's have them shoot more. Yeah. And here they are setting records in the NBA well, and then, for yeah, again, shots. He's creating schemes with that. He's saying, okay, wait, hold on. Jordan Clarks or Joe Ingles is the best, is more comfortable shooting from the corner than he is the wing. This is where I want him shooting it then. This is how I want to set up that play to make sure Ingles gets that corner three. Uh, Clarkson's a wing guy. Make sure he gets a wing three. This is how I want to set it up. 
Like he takes the percentages and then puts the plays in it with that percentage backing it up. Right. But then convincing your players that that's the best thing for them to do. Oh, yeah. like yeah, that, that. Joe, where do you feel most comfortable? In the corner. Great. This is the play we're going to run for it then. Bingo. And here, and if you want, here's the data that backs up why this is the best. But you know, I say that, but then Joe, Joe freaking is wide open. Like, I mean, there is an ocean of of emptiness and space from defenders, and he misses a corner three. So what do I know? <laughs> There's a lot of missing earlier. Oh my gosh. Uh, nine nine three eight. Colin Cowturd is an idiot. His takes oh, yeah. are getting pretty ridiculous. He, dude, he is. Do you does uh who is it nine nine three eight you said yes does nine nine three eight remember and I don't know if he listens to Colin Coward too much he doesn't want to poison his ears and I get it but there was like a backwards hat conversation about QBs oh, and wearing their yeah. backwards hats and how they were they were failures or whatever as quarterbacks <laughs> I, I remember mean that. I'm telling you Eric I let's I mean since I'm not nationally qualified according to two seven seven six let's get you. <laughs> And let's get Cody to replace Joy because Joy's not that good either. Joy just agrees with Colin everything because she gets paid to do so. Give me Cody over there as a producer. Get me you over there because you look like Colin. Nobody will even know the difference in regards <laughs> of looks, but you're going to have better takes. I'll go be Stephen A. Smith. Look, I think the thing with Colin and I think a lot of that lineup on Fox Sports Radio that we have here on this station is that they are all based in Los Angeles. So they all drink the L.A. Kool-Aid. Oh, do they ever? Though you know Shannon uh, Shannon Sharp was pretty good about it on uh, Undisputed today. I actually like what he, he that's, was. That's not on this station. We don't run on Undisputed. Oh, on that's right. Okay, sorry, I forgot. Well, he no, still just, talked about, except for Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick. What did Doug Golly? Was Doug Golly a jerk today again, or what did he have to say? Uh, actually, he's critical of uh, Paul George. Well, who isn't? I mean, well, you and I are critical of Paul George. Anyone who's really paying attention. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, 9315. I think the Jazz have the best shot they've ever had in the last 10 years to get to the finals after last night's game. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, this series has a long ways to go. Right. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, yes, that was a great win. Getting game one is, is important, but getting... The fourth win is the most important. Yeah. And I think Charles Barkley said it best. He said, don't look at a series as it is. Each game is its own thing. Island. Yep. Yeah, it's his own island. You're right. That's what he said. I think that's actually, that's that's very true because there are adjustments. Who's healthy? Who's available? Yeah. I, I, Where is it? What kind of crowd is Mike there? Mike Conley comes back and maybe for game two. And so maybe you're looking at and Again, but Eric, you look at what happened. Jazz missed 20 shots in a row. They didn't. They go from the 835 mark to the 38 second mark. The 835 mark to the 38 second mark of one quarter, where they didn't score a field goal in between. Not a field goal. They're missing layups, floaters, jump shots, three pointers, mostly three pointers. Uh, hook shots from half court. Uh, horse shots. I mean, they were missing everything. And uh, I mean, it was like George. There was like five George Yangs out there. <laughs> Just whatever, and uh, and then, dude, no Mike Conley, and you st- and you're down by 13, and you still win that game. Clippers, this Clippers act bullcrap, dude. Jazz played one of their worst games and still got out of there with a win against a NBA quote unquote finals contending team. Yeah, no, the, the Clippers are a really good defensive team, and I think you have to give them credit for some of that for how they schemed. 
uh, the Jazz on the short turnaround. I don't know, though. But I think most of it was the Jazz. Yeah, thank missing you. Missing shots. Yeah, I agree. And Quinn, um, in the, uh, the third quarter break for the fourth quarter, I think it was in, he was talking about how they were asking him about all those, you know, the kind of a slow start, and then they're playing, had a good third quarter. And he wasn't concerned about them missing their shots. No. Because they were good looks. Well, and they I had think, open looks. They were I, just missing them. And if I remember right, and Eric, as a coach, you're not worried about that. He said something about, like, look, our guys that are on the floor are there to shoot. And if they can't, if they won't shoot, then I can't have them on the court. That's always been his motto is you're on the floor to shoot, whether it's Clarkson, Ingles, Bogey, Donovan, whoever. George. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> they're on the court to shoot. And if they don't shoot, and they have that green light, you'll see it. Like, Quinn will be like, hey, Oni, get in. Right, or if someone calls a timeout, you'll see him grabbing a guy like, you got to shoot it. Yeah, he'll grab my arm and say, are you going to You got to look, you got to shoot it. Yeah, I, and he did that last night. I think Joe hesitated twice in the third quarter. And he and I think after as they were going to a break, and I think Locke said it, like, Quinn went, to, or, yeah, Quinn went to Joe, started talking to him, and after we came back from break, you know, David Locke's asking Ron Boone, hey, so what is he telling him? He's saying, shoot the ball. Like he said, and he and he said he's pointing to where Joe was, and he pump fake a three when he was wide open, and it's like, why are you pump faking? Shoot the ball, man! Shoot it! Yeah, he he wants his guys to have a green light. Yeah, and to take it when they have a good look. Absolutely, but to the point where I think the Jazz have the best shot that they've had in the last ten years. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no question, no doubt. Easily but their best the, shot. Perhaps their biggest formidable challenge is facing them right, right now. now. Yep, game two, like you said, I, I love what Charles said too. Game two is going to be a totally different entity of game one in so many ways. Right, like uh, how does Ty Lue change up some of his rotations? How is it ref? Does yeah, Zubac play Coaching more? schemes. And, oh, and by the way, who the world tweeted out? Oh, it was, yeah, someone tweeted out, Ty Lue says he's getting, he wants to mark his cousins out on the floor more. Please, if y'all, oh, please. Let's do it. I love it. But you know what, Ty Lue? You're going to win coach of the year in Utah. <laughs> You're our number one vote if you do so. Uh, 1570, Coward is much worse than Doug Gottlieb. Uh, Dude, I can't stand Doug Gottlieb. I, I can take Coward for at least I two hours. If I, I hear five minutes that. of Gottlieb, <laughs> I'm going to stick a. A sharpened pencil into my oh, ear. Come on, he's part of our radio family. Okay, here on this I know, but can we change that? Can we get like, <laughs> no? Can we get um, oh, Margaret? You know uh, who's the who's the cooking lady? Can we have her for three hours instead of Doug Gottlieb? Julia Child. Yes. D- j- yeah. Give me her, <laughs> please. Rachel Ray. I, I know. I know. Yes. Please. Like I know Doug Gottlieb's a part of the 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 one hundred six nine the family, but. Nobody wants him in the family. He's like Toby in the office. Nobody, like he's he's a part of corporate, and nobody wants him there. <laughs> he makes the office worse. Uh, another quick uh, text here. We've got to call another timeout here on the Full Court Press. <laughs> Cow turd. I love how that's going to Can we use that for now on? <laughs> prevailing phrase here today. <laughs> Cow turd has absolutely been trashing Jordan Love as well the past couple weeks. Never oh, watched man. him play, but he is a failure according to Cow turd. Okay, so I want I, I'm excited to have Cody take because I can't speak on Jordan Love. I know him as a football player, as Utah State guy, but in the Green Bay situation, which is, a, I mean, I know we use the island a lot, but really is a different island from the rest of the league in every shape and form. I'm excited to get Cody's take on that because, like, do you like Rodgers? Are you ready for Rodgers? Do you want Rodgers to come back? Or are you like, you know what? 
Love's going to be fine. Let him play. We're going to work this out. We're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, it's one or the other. Huh? It's, it, that's, I mean, yeah, man. Deal with the Rodgers drama or go with Love and win the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Which one do you want? <laughs> do you want the, do you want it's the, as simple as that. Do you want the guy who is as much drama as the Bachelorette episode last night, which was, by the way, a lot of drama? Or would you rather have Jordan Love and go win a Super Bowl and be the greatest Aggie drafted? In Utah State Aggie football we're, history, as I predicted. We're still waiting for that. 435-339-0321. You're calling uh, countered. There you are. Hi. A lot of Jordan Love on the uh, Green Bay uh, Packers practice field today. Uh, led the team on during an 11-on-11 drive. Um, into interesting comments from Jordan and from his coach because Aaron Rodgers has not shown up. And so Jordan's taking advantage of it. Like, look, I'm... I'm going to take advantage of all these reps. I'm going to take them, which is great for him because he really didn't get that a year ago. No, not even close. So we'll get the reaction to that, how Packers fans are reacting to it as well. Uh, we'll continue to talk about the Utah Jazz and coming up next hour, foreign substances in baseball. And uh, Dude, really awkward, the Garrett Cole. A really awkward good. answer to what should have been a simple question. if you want to join us here on the Full Court Press. You want a business you can trust with a name you can trust to work on your vehicle. Think Amco Transmissions and Total Car Care in North Logan. They have the experience to get your vehicle in and out quickly, diagnosed and fixed right at the most affordable cost. Amco, 75 East, 2000 North in North Logan. And hey, if you're a mechanic, Amco is hiring. Come start your career for that same great national name and enjoy your new career. Apply today. Double A. MCO. The Elements Lunch Menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements Wood-Fired Pizzas and Calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp curry and more. Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout. Casual or professional. Open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paper projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paper projects under one roof at very competitive prices. Right here at Castellite and Logan. For brick, block, rock, paper, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at Castellite.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, intern Cody. Here on the Full Court Press, 
1390 AM. If you want to join in, let us know what your thoughts are about the news today about Jordan Love getting a lot of reps for the Green Bay Packers. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from his coach here in a little bit. If you want to continue to chime in about the Utah Jazz and their big win over the Clippers last night, game one of the Western Conference semifinals, or foreign substances in baseball, uh, 435-339-0321. Uh, text coming in from 1570. It kind of looked like the Clippers were looking gassed. All the talking heads are saying that the Clippers retired from the game seven and the Jazz were rested. And now they're saying that they're on an even playing field test-wise, but to me that doesn't make sense. I would think the Clippers would just get more tired with no break. None of them are used to playing a lot of games in a row. They load manage during the season, not playing more than three or four games before resting. That's a great point. Yeah, I don't I don't buy the whole like, you know, come off of game seven or whatever, and there's so many emotions and you're like, oh my gosh. Here we are. We're elated. We're into the second round. No, like these are veteran guys. Paul George's been in a game seven. Quiet Leonard's been in a game seven. Uh, Nick Batum, I believe, has been in a couple of, well, you know, one game seven, if I'm not mistaken. Like they've been in game seven. Tyrone Lue's been in game sevens before. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not buying any of that baloney. And that game seven really wasn't that close. No, it wasn't. Oh, and not even, yeah. And that's the thing. Right? And then you had a day off. You traveled to Utah. You had a chance to drink a gallon of beet juice, got that in your system. You should be adjusted. <laughs> and then you got your freaking butts kicked in the third and fourth quarter. So, the whole, and, and, and he's right. Uh, it's an every other day series the whole way through. Yes. And, like, Kawhi Leonard usually takes three or four games off. Now he's, he can't take one. And it's going to have to he be him. He can't take any day off. And he's going to be playing at least 30 minutes a game. How well does he handle that? How well does Paul George handle that? This, that could be a huge issue as we get into the series a little bit further in. Right, and I think he's right that the Jazz uh, and Donovan Mitchell, he saw that in the game. You, you, If you watch the broadcast where he was mic'd up, he knew it. Like, look, these guys just played a game yeah, seven Yeah, they the played a game seven. We got to put the pedal down on these guys in the second half, make them run. And they've got to do that, especially Dude, in late games, just wear these guys out. I, I, I thought I could I thought I heard or saw Mal, or Joe Ingles mouth it. He goes, well, I'm freaking tired. <laughs> I swear it's what he said. Maybe he said, well, they're freaking tired, but <laughs> it looked like it. 9948. Who else wanted to punch Jordan Clarkson last night in the first half? Nobody. I loved it. Look, I mean, I, I wanted to slug it. Cody's raising his hand. Over okay, here's the thing, though. Like, Jordan missed shots. Yang missed shots. Donovan, Mistel missed a, or Donovan Mitchell missed a floater. Rudy Gobert was missing shots. Joe Ingles was missing shots. Bo, yeah. you, so come on, like let's quit picking on Jordan Clarkson. Right. If you if you wanted to punch Jordan, you better. You're punching you everybody to punch else. A lot of other guys. Okay, it's it, it's a collective punch where it, it ricochets to everybody. Now Clarkson's probably taking the brunt of it, but everyone, someone's getting a piece of it though. But look, he made some great shots. In the yeah, and he half. was great in the fourth. Like, come on. I mean, Joe still sucked in the fourth, but. Ingles was great. Or, uh, I mean, uh, Clarkson was great. 435-339-0321. Look, um, let's, let's, we'll do the Green Bay Packers stuff next hour. Yes. I want to make sure we're given enough time. But one thing that we haven't really discussed just yet is the defense on that final Clippers possession. Yeah. Look, everybody, the, the highlight is the Rudy Gobert block. But it cannot be overstated how amazing the defense was by Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles leading up to that. Yep. Because the ball, they're making switches. The ball goes to 
Kawhi Leonard. Royce is on him. Well, first it was Joe, and then they make a switch on a on a on a pick and roll between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But Kawhi is uh, he has Royce O'Neal in his face. They make the switch. It goes to Paul George, and Joe Ingles goes past him, but he's able to recover and get back in front of him before he can do anything. And then Paul George, instead of trying to make a play to make something happen, he gives it up to Morris in the corner who at the time looks like he might have some space. Morris makes a bit of a move, gets Rudy in the air. Like there were a lot of things that that could have gone wrong for the Jazz on that, that possession. That 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 should have gone wrong. If that I was mean, a if that was a true shooter there instead of a big man who sometimes goes out to shoot threes, a true smart shooter once he saw Rudy leaving his feet on the perimeter should have drawn the foul. Jump into Rudy, draw the foul and get your points at the free throw line with the with the shot clock stopped. Yeah, there's but a there's a couple of things. Give I, a lot of credit to Rudy for his extension, his quickness to get back up in the air after he landed, and with that extension, beautiful, phenomenal way to end that game. But what happened before that with Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles was amazing. Yeah, I was actually looking for your video where you tweeted that tweeted that out actually about just that defensive possession. The and and you talked about it already. Just. The great switch from Ingles, and Ingles actually gets bumped by uh, Leonard and has to recover. The other smart thing— right, He that, ends up, like, momentum carrying him, like, Oh, yeah, and, and he drifts off. The other smart thing is that Donovan Mitchell and Bogey on the other side don't flinch. Like, they're like, they need a three. So we don't need to go into the paint. We don't need to commit to anybody if they drive. We just need to stay outside on the perimeter, and that way it was just a two-man game, really. Ends up being like a two-and-a-half-man game because Morris accidentally ends up with the ball— to shoot the game-winning shot, which is probably not in their plan. I've got to ask you, though. I saw Ty, Ty Lue's comment last night that uh, they – how did he say it last night? That he wanted – He had a timeout to use. Yeah. But chose not to use it because – Because why? He, he didn't want them to sub out Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. He thought their chances he thought, of getting a three would be better. Hold on. With Rudy still on the court. He thought they were going to sub out the defensive player of the year on their final defensive possession. Hey, uh, Rudy, we're going to take you out. apparently, as you've clearly indicated last night, he's not good as a perimeter defender. Okay, all he had to do was stand in the corner and block Marcus Morris. That's, <laughs> let's calm down. All right? But like, what, what, what is Quinn going to tell him? Uh, hey, Rudy, we're going to have you sit out this possession. Uh, Rudy would not have sat out that last Juwan, possession. Juwan Morgan, Juwan Morgan, get in there. I Rudy, mean, we're going to have you sit. Does Ty Lue not watch any film? I mean, there's no reason Quinn Snyder would sit Rudy Gobert it on that It doesn't make any possession. sense to me. Makes no sense to me at all. There's no reason at all why he would do I that. mean, we all make stupid decisions and say dumb things, but Ty Lue might have took the cake last night. But, but there are reasons not to call that timeout. Yeah. A, it's kind of frenetic. It's moving. If you call a timeout to set up your offense, you're also giving them opportunity to set up their your defense. Hey, but Coach Franson, do you foul? Should the Jazz have fouled them to make them shoot two free throws? Uh, that was smartly happened to the Jazz. Um, when was it? The Memphis? I think it was. Um, in game one. Yeah. Memphis when did that lost. in game one, which I think can be kind of a smart move to do. And if you foul the right guy, who but, knows? Look, that Clippers team, they're so good at the free throw line. Like, what were they on the night? They were incredible. They only missed a few shots at the free throw line. So that's probably not a team where I would use that strategy. They were 80.8% at the free throw no, Excuse me, that was the Jazz. Uh, they were 87.5% at the free throw line. So that's not a team... 
that I'd probably want to foul and put on the free throw line. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. We'll talk about uh, foreign substances and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Jordan Love had a great day today. Foreign substances. We'll talk about it next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. In some ways, the Brooklyn Nets don't make any sense. Usually, so-called super teams need time to gel, like when LeBron first arrived in Miami. The Nets' big three of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden have barely been on the court together. And Blake Griffin only played 26 games for Brooklyn during the regular season, but somehow the Nets look like they've been playing together for years. They also showed last night they can lose a superstar and not lose a beat. Harden is out with a hamstring injury as they blew the Bucks off the court. Brooklyn's now up 2-0, which doesn't mean the series is over. But the Bucks have to worry about how they played on Monday night. They weren't even competitive. All the flaws that have limited them in previous postseasons were on full display. The series now heads to Milwaukee, and the Bucks are searching for answers. The Nets, well, they're building that kind of confidence that usually comes with a bona fide title contender. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I recently had a chance to go outside and give my truck some much-needed TLC, so I grabbed Meguiar's new bright orange bottle, the Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax. Couldn't wait to try it. Has a unique two-liquid system that not only gently cleans the paint, but leaves behind their Hybrid Ceramic Wax protection with instant water-beating action. Now my truck looks good. It is dope. It's protected. Meguiar's Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax with advanced SIO2 technology. Meguiar's Ceramic Made Easy. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Does it belong in a museum? Well, get him something new for Father's Day. A Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor is perfect for an extra close, precise shave. The best Father's Day gift is giving dad something that he won't give himself. Top shelf grooming products. Dollar Shave Club's got you and dad. Get one now at a store near you or as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash Patrick. That's dollar. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest June 17th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. to learn about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us June 17th at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. Happy Father's Day from Birch Creek Golf Course. For Dad this Father's Day, choose Birch Creek. Punch passes, gift certificates, and range passes are on sale for Father's Day and can be purchased online at birchcreekgolf.com with all purchases mailed to you for Father's Day. So for Dad this Father's Day, I invite you to choose birchcreekgolf.com or stop in the pro shop today. And happy Father's Day from your friends at Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithville. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 106.9thefan.com. We are And here's what you need to know. The season continues tonight with just one contest from the Western Conference semifinals. It's game number two with Phoenix hosting Denver. The Suns lead the series one game to none. Will Barton expected to be back on the floor for the Nuggets? It'll be the first time he's played since April. Chris Paul reportedly 90% healthy as he's been dealing with a shoulder contusion. 
Tip-off comes at 9.30 Eastern Time. DeAndre Hunter will not be able to contribute as a part of the Hawks postseason. MRI revealing a small tear in the lateral meniscus in his knee. He's out for the balance of the postseason. James Harden, Jeff Green both will be out game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals when Brooklyn plays in Milwaukee. The Nets lead that series two games to none. And the Lakers making a much-needed adjustment for next year. LeBron James changing his number from 23 to 6. On to the Major League Baseball scoreboard. They're in the ninth inning. The Cubs with a 3-1 lead over the San Diego Padres. I'm Ralph Irvin. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Salveson. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric Franson, Andre Salveson, intern Cody. Hello, and, uh, America. Was that a the crossword puzzle you got there? Well, here's the thing: is because I'm actually losing my memory. I think so. I, I'm going like crazy. So I've been doing puzzles to keep me like, you keep know, your mind sharp. Yeah, my mind sharp. <sighs> hey, do, well, yeah. What Mental- do you know? What is this? What the fetch was that? You're like, a poor producer over there is like, what? I feel like he's probably getting violated by his, you know, his eyes were getting violated or something. I don't know what you were doing, but I was celebrating. Okay, we won. Gave the score for the Cubs. We game. won They're game up. twenty-five of one hundred and sixty-two. Like, come They're on. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball right oh, now. Jeez, they'll blow it they in a August. Great May and it's continuing into June. Okay, let's see how it looks in August and September, shall we? No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to enjoy the moment right now. Okay? I'm inv- I'm inviting Steve Bartman back. <laughs> don't deny me. The opportunity to enjoy my moment right now. Oh, jeez. Listen to you. <laughs> uh, 435-339-0321. If you want to join us on the Guild Mortgage text line, always some, always have great comments coming in from our audience. You guys are awesome. Um, we've been talking about the Utah Jazz. Big game one win. And the fact that they got the win. Um. That was impressive. We have, we have some national people saying that was a good loss from the Clippers. That was a good loss. Dude, that's still like I don't get that. Drugs are a dangerous kid thing, but kids. If, if stay the, away from it. If the Jazz were the underdogs and they lost narrowly on the road, I don't know. Yeah. Hell, what would the what would it's, the comment have been? What would the comment have been if the Jazz would have lost to the Clippers on the road in game one? Well, just like we all predicted. Oh, it was such a great game by the, Lakers, yeah, the, the Clippers. Man, boy, the Clippers are really are the They're number so one good. seed. They're going all the way. Get help. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Get some help. Uh, so, continuing some comments that have come through on our Guild Mortgage text line. If you want to continue to weigh in, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. We'll also be talking about the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love getting a lot of reps today, getting a lot of attention as, uh, frankly, a lot of people have been curious to know what he would look like. Yeah. He really was robbed of an opportunity to develop into the NFL system. Well, not only was ago. he robbed, but then he was, like, crucified for not playing well in, like, practice. They're like, oh, he can't throw a touchdown pass. Such a mistake. He's looking really bad in 7-on-7 seven seven in, in, in mid-September. 
Good. Totally heck, not people. Fair. Put it so together. We'll, we'll get to that because so, Jordan Love made some comments. His coach made some comments. What are the reaction from Packers fans? Uh, and then foreign substances in baseball has nothing to do with uh, Andrustine Dion or flaxseed or whatever else that was what? going on with the home run chases of yesteryear. Wow. It's all about pitching. And uh, a really awkward answer to a very simple question. Uh, but before we get to that, a few more texts that have come through regarding the Utah Jazz. Uh, this is from 9948. Nobody but Clarkson drove to the hoop and got rejected three straight times. That deserves a punch. This is after missing two consecutive threes. Oh, at least he drove to the hoop. Everyone's taking 75-footers, including Niang. And his range is 20 feet. Well, one shot from Niang barely yeah. raised the hoop. There we go. But he redeemed himself later in the game. Big oh, three. But but Clarkson, no, he didn't redeem himself, did he? Yeah, he made some big threes, too. Okay, thank you. 9474. Can we just talk about how good Donovan Mitchell through these playoffs? Incredible. I mean, seriously, the guy misses unbelievable amount of games coming into the playoffs, misses the first game of the playoffs, and since then, they have not lost a game. He's been unbelievable offensively, like unbelievable. His defense is very good. The fact of how hard it is to come back from being injured, not having a ramp-up time at all, and do what he's done. He's a legitimate superstar. Amen, amen, and amen. I I just... He's 5-0 and in these playoffs when he plays, which is incredible. He is uh, another 40-point game. I think it ties him with Carl Malone, right? Yep, for the for most the of Utah Jazz playoff history. Yep. Uh, and he's played less playoff games than Carl Malone has. His uh, playoff points per game is among the best in the NBA. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Who else am I missing here? Kevin Durant. I can't remember the other, other one. There's one more that's with him. Giannis? LeBron James. Is it LeBron James? Yep. So LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Donovan Mitchell. It's a pretty good group. Pretty good company. Hey, uh, before we get to the next text, uh, Steve Starks tweeted out, like, hey, this should be a statue of Rudy Gobert blocking that three. I like that idea. I think he deserves to get a statue one day. So the statue out front of Vivint Smart Home Arena, of John Stockton, is he's making a pass. Yeah. The statue of Carl Malone. He's making a layup. throwing a dunk or making a layup. The statue of Rudy Gobert has to be of him blocking a shot. Yeah, even that shot. Like, take that and just statue it. What would Donovan Mitchell's be? Some dunk that he does? The same dunk all the time? I guess. Maybe we don't give a statue to Donovan. Why would you not give a statue to Donovan? We'd give one to Rudy. By the way, Rudy, Rudy's going to be a three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, that's true. In the MVP uh, voting, the full ballots, because you could go, you could give a first, second, third, fourth, third, and fourth, yeah. fifth place vote for MVP. Rudy Gobert actually got a couple of fourth and fifth place votes. Great. Donovan Mitchell didn't why, go anywhere. Why is Derrick Rose still on that ballot? That's all I have a question that's, for. Fan thing, how does, but how does that even still happen? What fans? I know are saying he's an MVP. Well, twelve million in New York. Yeah. That's true. Uh, okay, this is from one five seven zero. I go back to my meat covered robot comment. Yes, I love this. That baseball is better with steroids. 
Baseball wouldn't be where it is with McGuire, Sosa, Amen. and Bonds Thank doing you. what they did. They made a lot of people follow baseball that probably wouldn't have ha- wouldn't wouldn't have normally. Standing ovation for one five seven zero. Not a lot of people like to watch good pitching. Unfortunately, the casual fans want the wow factor. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, Mike Piazza should all be in the Hall of Fame. They should all. Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, these guys brought baseball back to its feet when it was laying flat on its back. And then people were sick of seeing the Yankees. People were sick of seeing the Braves. People were sick of just boring nine-inning games. Those guys brought baseball to its feet and kept it there. Well, they didn't just bring it to its feet. They walked it to the front of the line. Yeah. In the sports world, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because in 1998, 99, 2000, football, NFL was not in great shape. It was kind of becoming a, a dud. And so then here comes, you know, baseball, the the, the home run chase, uh, the, what else? The McGuire chasing, or not McGuire, uh, Bonds chasing 715 and hitting the 73 homers or whatever that McGuire hit. That continued to keep pace with it. Roger Clemens and the Yankees versus the Red Sox from 2000 to 2004. That, I mean, we, oh, gosh, dang it. Why aren't that? Those guys in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because what they they did they, they took a few shots in the arm? Well, McGuire was just over the counter stuff. It's just what you go down to your yeah. local health store and mix it in your drink. It wasn't an it was not a banned substance at the time. At the time. But here we are now and it's like, well, they can't be in the Hall of Fame because you I just that bothers me because from ninety eight to two thousand four, baseball was really great. Really, really great. And be, and the guys who made it great are being punished for it now. They probably wish they wouldn't have hit 62 home runs. They don't wish that anymore. They probably wish they would have never hit any home runs now. Because now they're the victim of being great. That is that is so extremely unfortunate and it's such bull crap. And that is why baseball is an absolute incredible freaking joke. You have too many purists that want things the way they were done 80 years ago, yeah. and it must be frozen in time, and there's no chance for growth or development or change. Yep, absolutely. And that's really unfair. Mike Trout's not going to make the Hall of Fame because there's, someone's going to find something or say something or allege that he did something, and the purest... Not enough postseason appearances. Yeah. Sorry, uh, you, you didn't get to play in the playoffs. Even though you hit for 400 and you know led the uh, league in batting averages and such... Your team sucked, so it's your fault. All right, three, four, two, six. Utah's two stars were non-existent in the first half. After halftime, it was like a light switch was turned on, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just didn't show up at all. But both teams collectively showed up, even though it was a good game. I just hope that the stars show up more often in game two. I think they will, Eric. I, oh, yeah. I think they. I think we'll settle in. We'll be okay. I think Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi is definitely going to settle in. I think Paul George will. Well. Maybe a homie will. There's something about this crowd and just this team that gets in his head. I don't know what exactly is going on. In the Dallas series, it took Kawhi Leonard, what, three games before he started guarding Luka? Yeah. They, they got tired of what Luka was doing to yeah. them. They're like, Kawhi, you have to pick him up defensively. Uh, at some point, that'll probably happen. Kawhi will guard Donovan Mitchell. But he doesn't want to no. because he has to use a ton of energy to do it. 
Yeah, I but don't. At some point, it's going to happen in this series. But that's, I mean, that's where again we give so much credit to Donovan Mitchell for being willing to guard on both. You know, play and be the guy on the offensive side of the ball, and then be the guy on the defensive side of the ball too, and try to lock down people. You know, be the leader defensively. I just credit to both of them. I think every superstar will settle in in this series. We're going to get some great basketball. It's a long, long ways in the series to go. Right. Uh, I, I agree. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, five, three, seven, four. I can't believe Ajay called Luke Kennard being dangerous against us the other day. Look, look he had it. Everybody. He didn't, he didn't do much in the Dallas series, but he had 18 points and he made some huge shots. Yeah. He was four of six. I thought three. he shot well. I thought he shot well. He kept the Clippers in there too. And he actually, I mean, he not only helped him pull away, but he kept the Clippers in it when the Jazz started making their run as well. That's true. Yeah, Luke Kennard is a big part of it. Normally, you wouldn't. Now, let, I mean, be overly well, let's see. Yeah, games two through six or seven, whatever it's going to be, if he's actually still there. Four zero eight six went to the Jazz game. Great oh, crowd and awesome. atmosphere. Hey, go not ahead. impressed with George and Leonard. Has been. Has Ajay called the Garden Show yet? Go Jazz. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why would you call the Garden Show? Because a Cody intern. Produces the Garden Show, and 4086 is a big fan of the Garden Show on KB. Is that right, Cody? The Garden Guide. The Garden Guide. Oh, I'm sorry. Put some respect on it. Okay, hey, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm starting to plant some uh, some weeds. And Should I water those weeds, or should I just let them grow? I mean, what's what's the role in the weeds? Because <laughs> according to Z-Dog, I call them clippers because they're weed, and they stink. <laughs> It makes no. zero sense. Exit stage right. <laughs> that's terrible. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, by the way. So you want to prank call the garden guide just to mess oh, with the producer? Oh, that's what I should do. Uh, yes, this is uh, this is uh, um, Wab, Wab Puez. Uh, would you? Uh, <laughs> I've been putting soda in my uh, dandelions. Don't give anybody ideas, dude. This is Yeja. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. I am going to prank the crap out of you, Cody. Hey, by the way, 4086, can I ask just what was it like live? You're going tomorrow to game two, Eric. What was it like live with 19,000 screaming jazz maniacs? Actually, oh. attendance was just over 18,000. There's, okay. there's still some lower seats that they've not pulled all the way out because oh, okay. of connect, how close you could be to the players sure. in their area. So it's not... Total full sellout capacity, like it could be, but of the available seats that they have in the arena, they're gone. They are sold out. Even we're selling standing room only. Yeah, uh, tickets to the game last night. That's awesome. I, ho- I hope it was worth it. I, I know you're going tomorrow night, Eric. I can't wait to get your yes, thoughts on it and, and what that looks like. Uh, five, four, six, five. When Clarkson finally hit his first shot last night, we both screamed, "Feed me!" <laughs> yeah, Cody. <laughs> It uh, it spreads, as John Rothstein would say. Feed me the ball. <laughs> Give me the rock. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. You uh, were gone. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's not as funny. Oh, I'm going back in an old text here. I told my roommate about your bit the other day when Cody imitated Jordan Clarkson screaming, feed me after banking in a three. <laughs> That's good. We had a lot of fun. Uh, I wanted just a few others, and we'll get to some of the Jordan Love uh, football uh, commentary. Uh, 2787, Ajay, you are so full of crap. Eric and Cody deserve golden stars. 
What did I say? I what did I say? I don't know. Okay, Eric, you got to read these texts more on time because, dude, I'm so lost right now. Nine three one five. Remember that time when somebody said, "We'll be there to sit in the playoffs." How do they feel now? Well, we feel great. We're excited to be in the playoffs. Game two tomorrow, baby. Eight o'clock. Okay, and one last thing about uh, we're talking a little bit about baseball. Although I do feel this is from one five seven zero. Okay. Although I do feel bad for Griffey because he was competing with guys uh, that were on steroids. Hats off to him for never being linked to steroids. One of the greatest to ever play. Dude, pure swing ever in baseball. People say Pete Rose had the pure swing. Ty Cobb, Ted Williams, the splendid splinter. Ken Griffey had the most beautiful swing in baseball ever. Oh, Ever. So such a oh, pure it was, swing. It was one motion. It was all in one motion. It never pulled. It never dipped. It, like it wasn't it wasn't a golf swing. It was level. Uh there was there was power into it. It was a classic pure baseball swing. I mean that was oh, yeah, he was incredible. Uh four zero eight six, by the way, getting back to your question about how it was being there in person. Yeah. It was awesome, man. Lots of exclamation points. Never heard it so loud. My buddy said it was louder for him till he turned his hearing aids off. Yeah, got you got to turn the hearing aids out. You got to go raw. Okay, Eric, when you go tomorrow, don't freaking take no hearing aids. Be a man. All right, enjoy the noise. Get raw. <laughs> 9463. Oh, no. I won't stand for the AJ slander. The man in the bear suit is the king of Cash Valley. Yes, dude. That bear suit. I had, you ever, have you ever been, were you ever given an atomic wedgie when you were young? Uh, no. I got my first one when I wore the bear suit. <laughs> and that thing gave me a seriously horrible wedgie that it took until I got here to the studio to fix. <laughs> it, yeah, you, by the way. You have to use some uh, powder <laughs> to soften things Dude, up. I still love your tweet. Disturbing video. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah, what's with all the... Wait, 2787, what did I do? I'm full of crap? No way. Oh, he's probably talking about the baseball stuff. No way. I'm. That's true. All right, let's do this. Um, we, we've got some texts that have come through about Jordan Love. We do want to shift topics a little bit here. And uh, he he was a, a big participant today for Green Bay. And I, I watched some of the clips from some of the media members who were there watching him throw. He looked great. Now, granted, it's just your team against your guys. But um, he made some great throws and some really positive reviews about how he looked and what he did for his team today. We'll hear from him, hear from his coach, get some perspectives on that um, and what it means. Is he ready for game one? If if Aaron Rodgers continues his holdout, will Jordan Love be ready? 435-339-0321 if you want to continue to join us here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. The staff at Ascent Aesthetics consider themselves educators first, helping you to feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. Stop and meet the amazing staff and learn why you can trust Ascent Aesthetics with Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. They look forward to meeting you. 
It's the employee pricing event at Fisher's. That's right, you get the employee discount at Fisher Home Furnishings. Furniture, mattresses, even appliances and flooring. You pay what employees pay. Shop Northern Utah's largest selection and largest in-stock inventory. A queen pillow top mattress with adjustable base, only $5.99. Five-piece bedroom groups from $9.99. Save $150 on rocker recliners. Employee priced at $249. Employee pricing for everyone, plus special no-interest financing available. Employee pricing at Fisher Home Furnishings. And shop anytime online at fisherhf.com. We all know moms rule the world, but dads are important too. Do something special for dad this Father's Day. Pick him out a watch to fit his personality from Jerex. We feature watches by Citizen, Bolova, unique wood watches by Tree Hut, and our own one-of-a-kind custom brand Jerex Fine Jewelry timepieces. Or maybe your dad would like a tie bar, chain, bracelet, or how about a special ring with your name engraved on the inside? Let dad know how special he is. Jerex Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it jealous. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. What is this? Is this uh, Good Charlotte? What? Yeah, Good Charlotte. Who is it? Who, Who are we listening to? Uh, this is Chelsea Dagger. Chelsea Dagger. So, okay. So, I, Cody was very displeased with me last week because I thought there was a song from uh, Rod Stewart that I guess wasn't Rod Stewart. Winds of Change by the Scorpions? Yeah. And, you and, thought that was Rod Stewart? D- yeah. And supposedly he was... I mean, well, not supposedly. He was very displeased with me. I thought it was Rod Stewart. My bad. I thought that was Good Charlotte. I love Good Charlotte. Well, you do have a history of getting Kenny's mixed up. Okay, well, no, Kenny Rogers was a pitcher. Texas Rangers. Look it up. Wikipedia. He was really good. All right, back to the text line, the Guild Mortgage text line, getting to the topic of Jordan Love. This is from 9948. Okay. On to Jordan Love. I'm on cloud nine thinking that Love might be the Packers' starter. He struggled reading defenses at the college level against subpar college teams who honestly thinks he can read a pro defense. Go Bears! So Love... <laughs> okay, Throw so he... some shade there at Jordan Love. Yeah. Here's the thing about a quarterback who's going through his first real spring-slash-summer camp. You're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. The problem is, is that Jordan Love plays for the Green Bay Packers and the starting quarterback originally was Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get to Cody here in a little bit because i got to get his thoughts on this. But Tuesday's practice, Love wasn't that great per Rob Domofsky. Uh Love went 12-23 uh, in 11-on-11 work. Uh, led a pass uh, that sell over an open receiver's head on fourth and seven during a two-minute drill. Dude, what quarterback hasn't thrown a bad pass in a seven-on-seven drill? Tom Brady would throw bad passes on seven-and-seven drills. You didn't see like you didn't see the front headline of the page. Breaking news: Tom Brady oversailed a pass over a receiver's head and it was picked off. In practice. But here... One foot in the grave, Tom Brady goes 17 for 18. Like That's basically how they're doing Jordan Love like right now. It's yeah. Bad. Okay. And but so, today, they're very complimentary of Jordan Love. Okay, yeah. Love goes 20 of 31 in team drills. In one stretch, he, he had four straight passes of at least 30 yards. 
Uh, concluded a two-minute drill with an eight-yard touchdown pass to Alan Lazard. Is it Lazard or Lizard? Lazard. 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 Man, he sucks. He, I haven't got him in fantasy. He was not good. Now, according to Domofsky, tight ends coach Justin Outen started fanning love at one point, signifying just how hot he was. He's so hot right now. He was Name making some good throws. Okay, so, Eric, I'll start with you, and then we'll get Cody's uh, just the therapy session for Cody of the <laughs> Packers situation. It's a safe place. Let it all out. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, you put him into one summer in a, in, in a fall camp. Now, with that repetition that he's gotten now, with all the reps he's taking, with Aaron Rodgers not being there, how much pressure is on Jordan Love? To be successful with this football team, Eric. If he is the starter on yeah. in week one, in his second year, but his first like his first year actually participating in drills, I don't think the pressure would start to mount until like weeks three or four. I don't think he really has that much pressure if in going into week one. See, and, and intern Cody says no as well. But here's I, I think it's the opposite. If he doesn't win with a winning record. Everybody's gonna grill Jordan Love, Colin Cowherd, Doug Moron, Gottlieb, uh, Dan Patrick. Everyone's gonna grill Jordan Love and say, "Well, that was a first round pick that the Packers moved up to get, and the guy can't win games." Well, they won't grill Jordan Love; they'll grill management. Like, See, and I don't. Taking, they're gonna wasting, grill Jordan Love, wasting their pick on Jordan Love. And I just, I think there's gonna be so much pressure on this young man that if he doesn't go. Uh, it's a seventeen-game season, so if he doesn't go nine and eight, if he, if he doesn't go ten and seven, there's going to be some questions out there. As, as a Packers fan, mm-hmm. where's your mindset right now? I think I agree with both of you. I think that if Jordan Love underperforms, and when I say this, I mean to say that the Green Bay Packers have the makings of a Super Bowl winning caliber team. Really, I do, and um. People, it's a team that went to the conference finals last year. Yeah, but back that... to back. They're going to grill Jordan Love and they're going to grill management if they underperform. The expectation from Green Bay fans especially, I don't know how the rest of the NFL feels, the expectation from Green Bay fans is astronomically high. Is yours? From I know what Jordan Love is, maybe perhaps a little bit more than the casual Green Bay fan that didn't watch Utah State football in the year 2019. Um, but I believe that the astronomical amount of pressure on Jordan Love is he's been handling it pretty well like but I I just think it's so much how can you one Aaron Rodgers set him up in a bad position even though I don't think that Aaron Rodgers meant to do so how can you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to appearing in back-to-back NFC championship games and not say that there's pressure on you as a leader of a football team like you have to feel that pressure Eric, I, you know, I was thinking about, you know, Jordan Love is having his, it, it's a roller coaster when you're here in OTAs and in, in, in uh, required, you know, OTA camp and such. Um, but how do you bring in a guy who didn't have any chance to really get any reps last year because of COVID and turn around and say, okay, we got to get you to learn the system and learn it quick because you might be the starter in week one come the 2021 football season. How do you present all that information and expect him to retain it and then be successful with it. Well, it's like if you're the New York Jets this year, they're bringing in Zach Wilson, yeah, and they're throwing the full playbook at him. Yeah. He's in OTAs, and they're expecting him to be their game one starter. I don't think it's that much difference for Jordan Love. Is that Jordan Love did have the advantage of traveling with the team, 
being Aaron Rodgers' understudy last year, he didn't have the full complement of the offseason training last year, which he is getting now. But he did have the advantage of being with the team. He knows his guys. They know him. Uh, he's had practices in, and uh, he's had reps with some of these guys uh, in non-game situations. But look, it, every rookie coming to the league right now is going through just what Jordan Love's going through, except that Jordan Love has that advantage of at least traveling with it's the team. It's a great point. And being with them and being in the NFL point. environment. Being in that film room when they're breaking down opposing NFL defenses, so I, I look. I'm not too worried about that for him. I'm I'm excited for him given the opportunity. He's. I think this is actually helping him more than anything. Not having Aaron Rodgers there, yeah, it's accelerate that's a good point. his opportunity a great to be point. NFL ready. Last year he was not NFL. Oh, ready. not even close. But, but this year he will be. Should he be a game one starter for like another team? I don't know. We can make an interesting debate about that. But he might end up being the game one starter for the Packers because this debacle with Aaron Rodgers could stretch out. Cody, do you want Aaron back? Yeah. I think the best chance for the Green Bay Packers to win a Super Bowl is with Aaron Rodgers at, at quarterback. Maybe if man of management behind the scenes will be like, okay, hey, Aaron, you give us one more year. You don't throw a fit. We go through all this. You put on a smile and act nice and act this out, we'll get you whatever team you want to go to next year. It's the best thing that the Packers can do because he doesn't want to be there. Uh, we have some audio from Jordan Love and uh, Coach LaFleur. Yeah. Curious to hear what they had to say about today's practices and how Jordan did today. What do we got here, Cody? Well, right here, we're going to start off with Jordan Love. This is kind of Jordan Love talking a little bit about his mindset coming into this summer as comparatively to, you know, maybe a different summer okay. <laughs> where he doesn't have this many expectations um my mindset this whole offseason has been to get ready and get myself ready and that's been my mindset since I got here and uh you know whether Aaron was here or not here that's going to be my mindset regardless because I have to get myself ready to play um and be able to you know go out there and take charge of the team and um be able to perform at a high level and do my best so everybody else can um do their job as well and just be able to perform at a high level, like I said. So, um, you know, my goal is just to take it day by day, get better, find areas I need to improve. And that was it. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. You can, you can control what you can control. That's all you need to worry about. Don't worry. Don't let everything else get to you. Control what you can control. What is underneath your, you know, your box and whatever, and take care of that. Everything else will work its way around, one way or another. And uh, Coach LaFleur had some things to say about uh, Jordan Love today and how he looked in practice. Yep. This... Hold on one second. We're getting Matt LaFleur on the line right here. This is him talking a little bit about Jordan Love and his practice. Listen, you can never get too high and never too low in this game. And the big, I guess, one of the biggest emphasis for Jordan is just to treat each play as its own entity. And we're always grading the decision-making, the timing, the accuracy, and we want to see the consistency just continue to get better and better. And I think with any young player, whether it's a quarterback or whatever position, uh, there are going to be some tough times, and you have to be resilient. You have to persevere through those tough times. And I think a lot of times just people in general will learn more from their their mistakes than they will their successes. So we just got to make sure – 
um, that we continue to to work and and get better each and every day. And Matt, is there a is- and it's, you know I, I love that there's this opportunity for Jordan to get out there and get more reps and be more with the team instead of being hidden deeper in the depth chart or on another part of the field. Uh, this, I, I think I'm with you, uh, Cody, that Packers should be lobbying and hoping to get Aaron Rodgers back. He's a reigning MVP. Why would you not There's want no the There's no question he's a great quarterback. But if he doesn't yes, want to be there, yes, there's he some, doesn't want to be there's there. There's some attitude and some drama that comes with him, but there's no question the talent that he has when he steps on that field. Yeah, but if he doesn't want to be there, are you going to get that same talent execution and same Aaron Rodgers who was the MVP? He didn't want to be there this last year, and he set out to prove them all wrong. He cares too much about his own ego to underperform. Yes. He wouldn't He wouldn't can it because it would mean he'd have bad numbers, and it would make him look bad as a player. He doesn't want that reputation. He wants to go prove to everybody how good he is. Couple texts that have come through two six zero three. Jordan Love has a chance. I wish him luck. Uh, this is from six eight nine one. You guys should watch or listen to Pat McAfee about Jordan Love today. It's a six minute video. It's awesome. I love Pat. I, I love I'll have Pat to watch McAfee that too. Dude, I, I love, love Pat. So he's much. he's so raw. It's unabridged. He's it's real. It's, it's really yeah. He's it's real really dude. good. I I I'll have to listen to that. Hey, duly noted. We'll go check it out. Uh, 9773, the difference between Jordan and Zach Wilson is the Jets are the laughing stock of the NFL and have no expectations. Jordan Love is following two Hall of, Hall of Fame quarterbacks and two NFC championship appearances. You know, Very good point. That's a great point. I didn't actually think about that. He's following Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but you know what? I... I, and, and, and Zach people, just has to go out there and make a few plays and give him a glimmer of hope. People are going to overanalyze, and I think Cody knows this really well, people are going to overanalyze Jordan Love's every move, every throw, every football move. They're going to, if it's an incompletion, well, he should have made this read instead. If it's a completion, well, he made this read here. Like when he sucks, they're going to light him up. When he's good, they're going to praise him like crazy. That's how it's going to go here in Green Bay. And I... But I think what Jordan went through here at Utah State in those final two years kind of accelerated him to that being ready for that mentally. I, I really do. Having that kind of success and, and dealing with the press and the media and such. and uh, Yeah, I, I feel like it helped him out a little bit more. Uh, a couple more texts. 5452. What is Ajay's problem with the garden guide? Cut Cody some slack. Okay. Well, you know what? I asked him a question about my, my weeds. I asked her how I want to grow them. Why What's do you the- want to grow your weeds? Because they're well, beautiful. Never mind. I have the answer to that question. <laughs> C- continue on. I don't need to an answer. Hey, that can one. you go to Z Dog's YouTube channel? I think Eric's a subscriber <laughs> uh, and play the LA Clippers video. <laughs> shout out for Eric. Right? Oh. Shout, no, shout out for Z Dog. Z Dog. Dude, he got his Twitter account kicked out. He, he's no longer on Twitter. He's too random. Uh, 4086. If you get a chance, go, AJ. I think it's referring to going to a jazz game in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I need to go. Then uh, you have a tickets few by chance by tomorrow night. I can go with you. <laughs> See if you can convince one of my kids not to go. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> hey, Daddy said you're going to get a new Xbox if you stay home. Four zero eight six also adds. Yes, I love the Garden Show. Yeah, oh, full court gosh. press is awesome as well. Go, Cody, go. 
I have a fan base. Here we go again. <laughs> four, four, seven, eight, one. Cheering for the Jets is like using the same piece of toilet paper over and over for days. Oof. It's like cheering the, for the Cubs. No, come now. No, they don't. actually win. No, oh, okay. When? July through August? It's great. Two six eight. Uh, excuse me, two six eight. Six eight nine one. There we go. Where can I find or listen to the Garden Guide? <laughs> what in the fetch is going on? Eight o'clock Are Saturday text- mornings at one hundred two one FM and six ten AM. Are you texting these people? No, I'm not. Okay, so here here's what happened about a week, you know, maybe a month ago. While you were gone, there may or may not have been a hashtag started by a certain someone that said, "Turn Cody's mic on" or "Turn on Cody's mic." Sorry, that hashtag started trending on Twitter. And on the text line. And here we are now. <laughs> Dude, there, so, okay. How long is the garden show? It's an hour. It's an hour. Yeah. And, like, so, so are you giving people, like, plant advice? I, I don't give plant advice, but Mark Anderson gives wonderful plant advice. I get to talk to the wonderful people on the phone while they wait for Mark. So, like, are you, like, screening the call or are you, like, hey, so what do you want to know? Oh, you want to know about the pansies? Listen, if you put just maybe two inches of water underneath oh, yeah. it and you let it advice. soak for 35 minutes. Oh, yeah. Azaleas. And- right. Azalea? She's a singer. She's good. <laughs> I love you, Ajay. No, I get to, everyone calls in and I get to be the first one to greet people as they're getting onto the show. I'm the, I'm their that's first. An, that's an I'm, important job. I am the first impression that anyone what are will you ever doing get right from now? the garden guy. That's good. What are you doing right now? 6891. Stop Thanks. it. Just bought a house with a bunch of landscaping. You're welcome. Yes. Tune into the Garden Guide. I'll Saturday see you mornings. Saturday morning. 8 o'clock. The fetch is happening If you're staring right now. at your radio, you'll see Cody. See me. <laughs> I have a face for radio. Hey, dude, That's what someone, Eric tells me. Someone saw me uh, like three weeks ago, and they are like, yeah, you look nothing like you sound. And I'm like, I don't, dude, I don't even know if that's good or bad. AJ Knight threw me off. He didn't look anything like he sounded when I first met oh, him. Oh, I've heard that before, too, about AJ. Mm-hmm. Like, th- I... Just, I try to, you know, not tell people who I am because then they're like, well. Why? But they Why are you said- embarrassed about who you are? <laughs> Ooh, now we're getting to psychological. It's about your hot okay. takes. Okay. You don't want people to. Go from Garden Radio to Psychological <laughs> Oprah Winfrey Radio. Here we go. you with your hot takes. No, but seriously. like you're afraid of the so reaction. 5806 yesterday saw, or two days ago saw me and he's like, yeah, your voice is just distinctive. And I thought, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing, AJ. Because, you know, okay, so one time I did a halftime show for the Salt Lake City Stars and Steve Brown, who, by the way, just got a, a, a transplant scheduled for his liver uh, for oh, July 2nd. For so congratulations to him. Thoughts and prayers go out to him as well. But I, he was doing play-by-play, and he asked me to do the halftime show, so I did. And then he said, I don't think you're ready for radio. You have a lisp in your <laughs> voice. And I was like, screw you, old man. <laughs> All right, dude, you just called Joel Ballin boy. Like a bench player because you thought it looked just like him. So don't, no, uh-uh. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Oh, dude, I was shattered that night. I about quit radio and went to McDonald's right across us. I about went to Crown Burger. I understand. And said, hey, do you need a, Do you guys need an employee? Because I'm ready to go. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Be bullied. Uh, yep. Five, four, five, two. This is Piranhas from Twitter. Hey, Piranhas! Uh, Piranhas! What up, Actually do it using the text line. Oh, man, what does he got to say? Had to change the text to avoid my tweets being ignored. <laughs> oh, we missing your tweets? AJ needs to try gardening before he knocks it. But seriously, you all do a great job on the full court press. Wait, he hasn't tweeted us today, though. 
Dude, what up, piranhas? Gal. Do we? Have we been ignoring piranhas? If tweets? you have, that's your fault. You're on the main mic today, Eric. You got to be paying attention to I got, this, I'm man. I'm scrolling back through. I'm, Holy crap. How far down are your I, notifications are you? Uh, see, we used that one. I don't see a, a, a tweet from old piranhas okay. in a while. Okay. Just making sure. Least, because since I love piranhas is my guy. Piranhas I like, might have tweeted at us while I was gone. I love to take care of piranhas because he is my guy. <laughs> Not today, in the past, he says. Oh, I, I've been good about your tweets. Gal. But, dude, I'm so glad he... Dude, that makes my day he texted in. Because, you know, 2787 says I'm full of crap. You know, I'm getting bullied. Some days people just want to put you down. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, I am Jordan Love yeah. in, the, in the media industry. Yeah. People yeah. target me. Yeah. And all no you want to do is just show up and do your job. I just want to show up and do my job. 5465. <laughs> RJ... Son of a... Your voice is very unique, but that makes a great radio voice. I enjoy listening to you and Eric and Cody. Don't be discouraged by grumpy old man. Okay, so here's the here's the other thing. is I went to the dentist the other day, and I have two bunny teeth. I look like bugs, okay? and uh, Or Mr. Wilson, when the dentist plays the prank on him, and he has the two chiclets as his two front teeth. Okay, that's what I look like. And I asked the dentist, should we get braces on this? And the dentist said, no, because... That is what makes you, you. And I was like, what the fetch, man? The dentist said that yeah, to you? being very nice. I mean, but you have your own look personality. Look at me, Eric. So does Michael Strahan. At least you look at Colin Cowherd, who's like a $10 million man. I look like Gary Coleman with Bugs Bunny teeth. <laughs> you do not have Bugs Bunny teeth. I do, too. <laughs> I two front teeth, right? Hey, look at me. Look at me right here. <laughs> we need to Take. call a timeout no, look for me, multiple man. reasons. Here on the full court Do press. Do you see that gap between when we the come back? T22 and 23. Foreign substances. I think AJ may need some. Maybe he's using some. But I've used it before. It's becoming a big deal in baseball again. A very simple question got really awkward. We'll talk about that <laughs> coming up next here on the full court press. Hi, this is John Horton, general manager at ARS. COVID 19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. This is Larry from Larry's Pharmacies. Often, commercial drugs don't meet individual needs. You may be allergic to fillers or dyes, need a unique strength, or something that is unavailable. Compounding medicine is how pharmacy began. I have compounded meds for over 30 years. My labs are state-of-the-art and conform to the highest standards. My highly trained staff will compound it accurately and price it fairly. If regular treatments don't work well, call me to see if there is a better, more economical alternative we can compound for you. Stay well. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Jock Jams. Hear it up. Jock Jams. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Dude, I love the remix. I don't find this to be coincidental that we never heard this music, 
in our bumper rotation until we did our five best arena anthems, <laughs> and now I hear it all the time. <laughs> Is that a problem? No, I just I don't find it coincidental. You sound miffed. You it was undiscovered until we had our discussions. Man, this is great. You know what we need do you know what we need to do, Eric? I just came up with an incredible idea. I had Invisalign? I had uh a uh 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 what is that called? Epiphany? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of those just now. And uh You mean a stroke, right? Okay, so I had an epiphany. Yes. And we should have a request listener day for our bumper music. You know, our listeners get to choose our bumper music coming back. That could be interesting. Because we get, I mean, and, you know, Beatles, keep it clean. Beach Boys, maybe. A little bit of... Uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah, but it's got to be something upbeat. Like, I like that. That's a good one. Honey is a really good one. I wouldn't mind playing the music video, actually, as well. Uh, but we should have a request listener day. You know, and it's based on a topic from the day, like the Jazz Win Game 2. So your request listener, your request songs is your mood of the Jazz beating up two games to none. You know? So it's going to be happy. Or it's going to be, uh, um, I like to move it, move it. You know, that one. We need to have a request listener day. Listeners get to pick the bumper music based on the theme of that the day. Theme of the show. day, the, sh- the show topics. God, that's a genius theme. Uh, running out of time here, though. We the big topic here in the in sports world happening in baseball. There's been several different players, baseball uh, uh, hitters, saying the trajectory on the baseball is different this year. It's harder to to get a get a hold of some of these pitches. Hitting is down. Pitching is up. And it's got a lot of people scratching their heads because baseball was trying to do things to go the different direction yep. to improve hitting and uh, not have so much so strong of uh, uh, pitching duels. So what's going on? And an innocent question, pretty simple question, got posed to Garrett Cole. He has the biggest contract uh, for pitchers in baseball history. Plays for the Yankees. Very good baseball player. Very good pitcher. And he got asked a very simple question about, uh, should have been a yes or no, about if he'd ever used a foreign substance. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know quite, I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, I mean, there are customs and practices that, have been passed down from older players to younger players from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and, uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot. Um, you know, and, and I, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game. This is including, including the players in this room, including fans, including, you know, teams. And so if MLB wants to, you know, legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. 
Oh, that okay. Was so so awkward. I've read the statement or I've read the comment. I've not heard the audio until just now. That is like a PR nightmare. Like there was a, that is a PR nightmare. Like for when you. I set it up and and intern Cody played the audio, that wasn't us just being delayed on the start of the audio. No, that was that all was the him. delay for him to answer a simple yes or no question. Oh uh, no, I don't know. I don't know oh, how to answer shoot. that. Well, and then well, he's like, "Have you or haven't well, you?" Yeah, like, well, then he, <laughs> it seems pretty well, simple. I mean, and then we're dancing all over the dang this dirt. We're like, so "Well, it's the older you. generation. If the MLB, you know, wants to legislate, we need to have a conversation." We're not asking him to what explain the, the Pythagorean crap theorem. What are you doing, man? Oh no! Yeah, that sounds worse than I went the way I read it. St. Louis Cardinals manager Mike Schilt uh, says, uh, "For years, the use of foreign substances." Is uh has been not so much a dirty little secret. It's an open one. Oh yeah. So I used to when I played in the Northern Utah League, and I'm gonna admit something right now on air. I used to have the secret snot. So I I would I I would write my wipe my nose with the snot, and then I'd throw the baseball. And it it made it more. I mean, there was just more to it. And. Instead of hitting it 450 feet, it, they'd hit it 420. <laughs> but the, I had the super snot ball, and then what I would do is I'd put the ball in the dirt after I was done throwing, and the next pitcher from the other team would come up and have to grip the ball. And it would mess up their throws. So after, this is according to a report from Jeff Passan, after gathering evidence, this is kind of disturbing about snot and your... <laughs> But anyway, after gathering evidence over the first two months of the season, MLB will arm umpires with information on the likeliest users, then ask them to add another responsibility to their jobs, and that is to be a goo cop. They'll literally have to check the, the pitchers, check their bodies for substances. You, you remember the scene out of Major League? Oh, And dude. the old pitcher's taking off his jersey, and he's got all these different weird... Hey, no, patches of goo all over his chest. What's the one of naked half and a gun or naked gun 33 and a half or whatever when they're at the baseball game and Leslie Nielsen's pretty much searching the batter and then searching the pitcher? That's what it's going to be. <laughs> He's going to be like searching the guy like from head to toe that he doesn't have anything. And I think I read something where they're going to like check him at random twice a game as a starter. You get checked twice a game at random times. They're just going to go up to him and be like, all right. Let's see it. Spread your legs. Spread your arms. So is this about, again, trying to improve hitting? Or is this about the integrity of the game? Do it naturally. We have to, we have to be old school, and, and you can't have any foreign substance helping you with your game. It's about the integrity of the game. Yeah, definitely about the integrity of the game. You want a fair, you want a fair battle between the pitcher and the catcher. I mean, the pitcher and the batter. And you, I mean, if someone's gripping a ball in a different way, I mean, look, it, 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 if a batter could put pine tar without it being seen up to its up to its barrel, they do it. But they can't because it's too obvious. Like if a catcher picks up that bat, he's gonna be like, "Holy crap, this is littered with pine pine tar!" Bam, he's ejected. So I, I think it's more about the integrity game and allowing it to be a fair battle between the pitcher and the batter. All right, a quick timeout here in the full court press. If you want to weigh in, four three five three three nine. 0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line. We'll be right back here on the Full Court Press. Happy Father's Day from Birch Creek Golf Course. 
for Dad this Father's Day, choose Birch Creek. Punch passes, gift certificates, and range passes are on sale for Father's Day and can be purchased online at birchcreekgolf.com with all purchases mailed to you for Father's Day. So for Dad this Father's Day, I invite you to choose birchcreekgolf.com or stop in the pro shop today. And happy Father's Day from your friends at Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithfield. We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year? Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You are my fire. The one desire believe What in the <laughs> fetch is going on? Yeah, this was one of the requests that came through. 4781. Oh, Bumper song. I want it that way, but you guys have to sing it karaoke. Hit it, AJ. Hold on. I got can you start over because I only know the first lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Fire. Um Good the one fight the desire Believe when I say I want it that way. See, I am so good with harmonies. I've I've always been really was, good with the harmonies. That was frightening. Why did you participate, freaking Rod Stewart? Huh? Some people are party poopers. Yeah. You're a fun sucker. <laughs> you suck the fun out of Rainbow. Hey, okay, so Ajay, uh, as a baseball, former baseball player, former baseball coach, like, what is the advantage of getting a substance on a ball besides your snot? <clears throat> like using a, so the, the big thing they're talking about is spider tack. Uh, there's yeah. been some cases we've seen guys like have uh, pine tar smeared on their neck, which is painfully obvious. I don't. They don't even try to. Cover That's it. unreal. That still mind boggles me. But but what is the advantage to the pitcher for getting something like that and using that when they're throwing the ball down to home plate? So two things: grip, spin. Like it, the, the, there's a better break on it when you put something on it, or like when you grip it, you can grip it better. However, you're handling your curveball or your forkball or your knuckle or your slider, you can grip it better so that gives you more control when you throw it so there's a better break on it, whether it's coming earlier or later on the break at the plate. It's all about grip and how you can, how well you can handle the ball. Because that's why you see so many pitchers will throw the ball back to the catcher, you know, if it's in the dirt. They, they want a better ball they can grip, and that's what you can do with that ball. Wear it in a little bit, but then you can put your own thing on it, grip it, and throw it. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Eric, let me ask you, though. Um... Does it? Do you like having an advantage for the pitchers because the batters are cranking everything out? I mean, you're seeing so many home runs, but now you're seeing so many strikeouts. Like, do you like seeing the pitchers have somewhat of an advantage now? Well, look the the basically the attitude in Major League Baseball is um, like launch trajectory. Like yeah, how you're swinging your bat 
It, you got to swing for the fences and nothing else. Like small ball does not exist. It doesn't exist. You don't anymore. advance the runner. You don't play small ball to get your guys around or to get you know to advance or just to get on base. It's swing for the fences or nothing else. So I, it's hard to blame pitchers for any of that. The, the batters are doing that to themselves. No, that's that's a good point. That's a great point. I just I love baseball. I'm not a purist guy though. I'm really not. I'm okay with the times changing the game. I've always been okay with that, and I love that we're changing the way the game is being played. I, right. If you can make it more engaging and more interesting, we ought to at least look at it. All right. Tomorrow we'll be sure to break down or, uh, and preview game two.